All right, so, um, can you tell me something I really didn't need to know? Hey, Mom, tell me something I didn't need to know. So how about let's learn something we really don't need to know. Hi, Hannah. Hello, Mary. How are you? I'm great. Good. Although, I could be better. It could be warmer. Yeah, I was going to say, it could be warmer, sunny, or I could be somewhere warm with a tropical drink in my hand. That is true. That is very true. I prefer warm, sunny, floating down the river. We should do this podcast floating down the river one day. We should try that. Have you seen us? How long do you think it's going to take before something's going in the water and it's probably not going to be us? Get us a waterproof laptop. I'll get right on that. Okay. Anyway, welcome to Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know. I'm Hannah Green. I'm Mary Swartz. And we are happy to have you here with us. We're happy to be here with you. We hope you brought your crayons to take notes with. You're going to need them. <laughs> or you can just draw pictures or scribble on the walls. Write or... on your leg with a permanent marker. Hell yeah. Draw yourself a mustache. Draw your wife a mustache. While she's sleeping. God, I'm glad I don't have a husband. Anything else you want us to get people in trouble with? Anyway, moving on because there's a lot of thoughts crossing through her head. I can see them. Yeah, yeah, there were. There are. Just thinking like, you know, you have a coworker that naps at his desk. Maybe you want to give him a face tattoo with a permanent marker while he sleeps. Wow. I'm just kidding, Luke. We would not ever do that to you. Luke sleeps at his desk? I can neither confirm nor deny that. Does Luke listen? If not, someone at work is going to tell him because I know there's people at work that listen. I can neither confirm nor deny that. Is Luke real? If I tell you, he'll have to kill you. Sweet. Alrighty. So on the other podcast, season three has kicked off, and oh we're excited gosh. about our little mini bonus episodes every Friday. Yeah. Um, yeah. So every Friday on the other podcast for the entire season of of year three, we are bringing everyone a episode from each state. Featuring both a solved and an unsolved case in the state. Giving someone their name back and striving to give someone's loved ones answers. Yeah, yeah. We have a lot of listeners all over the world. So we are hoping that some of our listeners, Somewhere. even if it's just one, has an answer for someone who needs those answers. Even if you're not aware that you have those answers. Yeah. But that is season three for Murder, Mischief, and Moscato. Check it out. And I'm going to try to throw a trailer on the end of this. It's actually pretty goddamn funny if I don't just say so myself. And in case our listeners are really confused now, my sister sometimes forgets who I am. So I'm Hannah, but I am also Johanna. She's a lot of different things. She wears a lot of hats. But at least I'm beautiful. You got that going for you. Gotta have something going for me. Fucking funny as hell. Oh my god. All right. The National Park Service has added tongue contact with the Sonoran Desert Toad among its various warnings for park visitors. Pardon me? That's what they posted on Facebook. As we say with most things that you come across in a national park, this is this is good advice for you and I because we do go to national parks and we might need to be aware of this. Whether it be a banana slug, unfamiliar mushroom, or a large toad with glowing eyes, please, please refrain from licking it. Well, what if we want to claim it as our own? Permanent marker. Write your name on it. That's really the safer way to go. The toad, also known as the Colorado River Toad, is about seven inches in size. It's not huge. No, not huge at all. Not huge at 
it off. I mean, good size. Don't get me wrong. Seven inches is a pretty good size. Yeah. But I did have um, I did have a thing on what it sounded like. I wanted you to know what it sounded like. In case you ever come across one? Yeah. All right. So if the frog says balk. There you go. Don't lick it. I wouldn't lick it anyway. You might get warts on your tongue. But the creature's far from harmless because Sonoran desert toads secrete a potent toxin that can make people sick if they touch it or get the poison in their mouths. Now, despite this risk, some people have discovered that the toad's toxic secretions... Does it make you hallucinate? And, ...contain and... a powerful hallucinogenic... Oh, my God. Yes. Now, not only are they licking the toads, unfortunately, they're killing the toads and smoking them. Oh, my God. Yes. The species is the, is considered threatened in New Mexico doing, due, due to collect, they're calling them collectors, I'm calling them assholes, that want to use the animal for drug use. The toxin that it secretes is a Schedule One drug, meaning it is currently not acceptable for medical use and has a high potential for abuse. Obviously, if you're willing to kill defenseless animals to get high, there's some abuse going on. Can I suggest an alternative? I've heard banana peels work well. <laughs> good, good point. Good point. Save the toads. Smoke a banana peel. I like it. It's our that new is, campaign I slogan. I was going to say that's our new campaign slogan. We're going to get bumper stickers made right Buttons. Up. Yeah. Oh, Postcards. God, yeah. yeah. Flyers for on people's windshields. That airplane that goes across the sky. Oh, with the banner? The banner. All right. All right. Save the toads. Smoke a banana peel. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Holy Jesus. All right. So, little girl in Cumberland, Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. She contacted the authorities and requested to have some DNA run on some evidence that had been left in Uh-oh. On Christmas Eve. Uh-oh. The Rhode Island Department of Health says was not able to definitively confirm or refute the presence of Santa in a young girl's home after she requested to have a partially eaten cookie and a couple of gnawed-on carrot sticks tested for DNA to see if Santa Claus was real. That's a true crime fanatic right there. I love that. Yes. I love that. The department tweeted that we all agree that something magical may be at play. The department said it found no complete matches to anyone in the combined DNA index system, but that there was a partial match to a 1947 case centered around 34th Street in New York City, <laughs> which was it. a reference to the movie Miracle on 34th Street. I love it. It said that it would need more DNA samples from other known Santa encounters to make a definitive match. I love that. That is so freaking awesome. Mm -hmm. Now, the good news is that the lab did find the presence of DNA, closely matching Rangifer terandus, which is known as the reindeer, when testing the carrots. The girl had sent the cookies and carrot sticks to the town's police department to ask if they could be tested for DNA. That is awesome. And, and of course, the police chief forwarded the evidence to the Department of Health. Forensic science units for analysis. I love that. Just a little, a little good cheer in our lives. Yeah. Where did that happen? Rhode Island. 
Well, since you brought up Santa Claus, here's my random fact. Oh, random fact. Random All right. fact. Okay. The U.S. government issued Santa Claus a pilot's license. Oh, thank God. They also gave the Jolly Fat Man a copy of Airway Maps in 1927 and promised to keep the runway lights on. Many believe that this airway route is what he mainly uses to deliver his presents so quickly. Well, thank so God. So thank God he's not driving without a license. Right? We'd hate to have to, you know, pull our resources together to go bail Santa out of jail and hire him a lawyer. Yeah. That is my random fact for the week. Here's my random All fact. All right. Sloths, you know a sloth. Yeah. They're cute. They have really, really long front claws. Mm-hmm. But they're cute. They can hold their breath longer than dolphins can. Do you want to guess how long a sloth can hold his breath? Ten minutes. Dolphin can hold their breath for ten minutes. Forty minutes. It is forty minutes. By slowing their heart rate, sloths can hold their breath for up to forty minutes, and dolphins need to come up for air after ten. Yep. There you go. Okay. Mary. Mary has a story for us. Oh, I have a very long story. Very, very long story. It's probably going to be a three-parter. And we don't usually do that here on Tell Me Something I Didn't no. Need to Know. But Mary, Mary's story, oh, the, the rabbit hole was endless. And I wouldn't even say it was a rabbit hole. I wouldn't. Um, was this the La Brea Tar Pits? No. You fell in and you couldn't get out? So somebody sent me a small tidbit and I was going to use it as a tidbit. Right. One of our listeners sent it to me. I love that our listeners yes. send us stuff. Um. And then, because I do what I do, I tend to um, look for more information. I look for more information, and I, like, check out social media. I do a lot of checking out people's social media. Not that I'm a stalker. But that led me to more about this particular family, and then it led me to why, and it led me to a place, and then this place led me to a man, and then it led me to this man's story. Um... And I had to figure out how to tie it all together because actually this, this was just going to be a tidbit, but it's, it's so much more. So the story is called Heart and Soul. So sometimes you find these stories and they, they grab you. They grab you. They say, write me. Yep. They say, write the hell out of me. So I did. I did not know this story was going to be so long. I wouldn't even call it convoluted because it's not. It okay. is very long. Heart and Soul. I'm going to get emotional, so you know. Okie dokie. Maybe well, not today, but well, I will get emotional. Wouldn't be the first time one of us got emotional nope. during a story. Nope. Not usually on this podcast, though. No, but occasionally. It so, happens. I found this story from a small tidbit that was sent to me about Edward Thompson and his haunted house. And this three-part story grew out of that four or five-sentence paragraph. Wow. I highly suggest that you all look up Edward Thompson, because I'm going to describe him to you. When you look him up, it's going to be exactly the way I describe, and you will just... So thank you for sending it to me. You never know what story is going to change your life, or the way you view the world, or the way you think about humanity. And this one did it for me. So thank you to Edward and Sarah Thompson and their entire family. Thank you for being such amazing human beings and bringing hope and help to so many. Halloween is over. This really is a story best suited for the spooky holiday where children... And adults like to dress up as something or someone other than themselves. Princesses, firemen, cartoon characters. And then then there's the other people. The ones that dress up to scare others. Scarier the better. 
And don't forget all the other stuff that goes along with Halloween. The pumpkins and the witches and the trick-or-treating and the haunted houses and throw in a few ghosts. That's for a good time. Yeah. And for those people that love a good haunted house, the scarier the better. Edward Thompson, at first glance, is an ordinary child with an ordinary life. Say an ordinary child? Yep. With an ordinary life. And a fairly ordinary family. Okay. Sort of. He's a nice-looking young man who today stands taller than his mom. He's got sandy brown hair. He's got a really friendly face. He's got an infectious smile that never seems to be far away. And it breaks out frequently, especially when he's around his family. And if you look a little closer, however, you'll see a straight nose with a little upturn at the end of it. And dark eyes that have seen a little too much in life. And if you get in a little closer still, you're going to realize that those eyes have something mischievous in them. <laughs> As if they're planning their next little prank. Or they're waiting for the last one to come to fruition. He just has that face and those eyes. Edward Thompson loves Halloween. He loves everything Halloween. The horror. The gore. The, the creepy noises. The jumping spiders. Whatever may emerge from the darkness. He loves the ghoulish. He just loves all of it. And Edward loves to scare other people. And he loves to be scared himself. And it's not a bad thing. It's... Right. He has fun with it. He's not doing it to be mean and malicious. Nope. His parents don't like Halloween. And no one in the family is really even sure where Edward and his love for Halloween got together. So when Edward was young, he wanted a haunted house. Any haunted house. It's a fairly normal thing for a kid who loves Halloween to love haunted houses and to want to go through as many as possible. Right. It's a little different for a kid to want to make a haunted house. Oh. Sounds like an awful lot of work to me, and as we all know, I'm not the creative one. I have no idea how to go about creating a haunted house, and neither did Sarah or Jody, Edward's parents. And then in 2017, when he was 12, Edward was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. It's a blood cancer that affects your immune system. It is an aggressive cancer, and it is caused by mutation in the DNA of a type of white blood cell, the exact reason why this happens isn't totally known. While undergoing treatment for the cancer, which included chemotherapy, radiation, and a stem cell transplant, wow. Edward's parents looked for a way to cheer him up, to make him feel better, to help him keep his spirits up while fighting this battle that no child should have to fight against an enemy they could neither see nor touch. So they suggested they do a haunted house that year. His okay. treatments would be over. He'd be on the mend. So, while Edward spent time in the hospital doing his chemo, he had his notebooks. He was making plans for the haunted house they were going to build. He brought his notebooks with him, and he began to design each of the scary rooms that were going to be included, and all the scary ghosts, and the goblins, and the blood, and the gore, and the screams. You, you get the idea. Yep. He is planning this well. Well, Edward got his haunted house, and he deemed it a success. Edward finished his treatments and continued the work. On next year's haunted house. It was going to be bigger and it was going to be better. Oh, okay. Five weeks later, the news came. The kind of news no family wants to hear. They don't want to hear it the first time. And they sure as hell don't want to hear it the second time. The kind of news that brings a father to his knees knowing he can't fix it. Yeah. The kind of news a mother can't magically kiss away. Edward's cancer was back. That's hard. During this time, the Make-A-Wish Foundation was contacted, and Edward got to make a wish. The Make-A-Wish Foundation grants life-changing wishes and helps them come true for children with critical illnesses. 
So shortly after Halloween of 2018, Edward and his family went to Florida. Edward had wanted to go to give kids the world. That was his wish, and it would be granted. What is to give, to give what? Give kids the world. Okay, what is that? We're going to talk about that. Okay. Edward suggested using the house, the haunted house, to raise money for Make-A-Wish, a small way to say thank you and give back to the foundation. And in 2018, they asked for donations for people to tour the haunted house, and they raised $700 for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And then the family went on their wish trip. Every year, Edward spends all his extra time planning the haunted house. It's a little more elaborate, a little scarier, a little more gory. But it's not just about him. It's not just about him having fun anymore. It's about giving back. Because ever since they started raising money the second year, they have continued to do so. In 2022, in addition to asking for donations, the Thompson family held a successful blood drive for children with critical illnesses. And all the money they raise, it all goes to either make a wish or give kids the world. Which is where Edward and his family stayed on his wish trip. Edward spends all year preparing for his haunted houses. In 2022, he got a summer job so he could buy more decorations. For Christmas, he asks for Halloween decorations. <laughs> for his birthday, he asks for more Halloween decorations. He says he's gotten some pretty ugly stuff as gifts, and even he occasionally says, that is most ugly. <laughs> mm, you know the ugly doll? Might need a new home. That's a good idea. During the COVID-19 years, the family, instead of a hands-on haunted house, actually did a drive-through haunted house. It was a little less interactive. Obviously. But they did it so they could continue to give back. Right. That's very amazing. For his five-year anniversary of being cancer-free, Edward decided to intern for a week at Give Kids the World. And the family held a costume raiser for the organization, gathering donated costumes for their weekly Halloween party held at the village. Give Kids the World holds a weekly Halloween. Edward is in remission now, and he is preparing to head off to college. He is in the process of handing over the reins to his younger brother, John, although if you want my opinion, Edward will still have a lot of input in the projects. It's not something he can just give up and walk away from. He has put too much of himself into his haunted houses. The blood, the sweat, and the tears, along with the passion, the fire, and pretty much his entire soul. Cool. And while the haunted houses were Edward's ideas and creations, John says he has plans of his own. John looks like a young man with a few good ideas rattling around up there. Between the two brothers, I don't think they have any intentions of allowing their parents to have the yard back. At least not for a very long time. <laughs> Sarah Thompson is a woman who loves her children and she loves her family. Sarah is a woman who loves her community and is willing to stand up and fight for what she believes in. Sarah is a woman who believes in giving back and paying forward because you never know when you're going to be the recipient. Sarah Thompson is a woman who believes in fighting for others, especially those who can't fight for themselves. And Sarah is a huge part of why Edward is the champion that he is. Sarah Thompson still isn't the world's biggest fan of Halloween. But from her point of view, there are a lot more scarier things out there than ghosts and headless horsemen and things that go bump in the night. <sighs> yeah, like cancer. Sarah Thompson is the type of person that anyone would be very lucky to have in their life, whether as a family member or a neighbor or as a friend. She is the type of person that take that makes you take a look at yourself and realize you could do better. She inspires others to be better versions of themselves. She just gives and gives and gives. I don't know where she stores the givingness, but there is a seemingly endless supply that flows, not just for her family or her friends or even the people she knows. That energy, that caring, that love 
keeps on flowing for everyone she advocates for, like the Mississippi River roaring through and carrying everyone in her path with her, whether they intended to go or not. <laughs> this is Edward's story, but Edward's story wouldn't be in the chapter it is today without his family and the love and the support that he received from them. Without the acceptance and the guidance and the little voice in his head that usually came from Sarah saying, you can do this, you can beat this, you can do anything you put your mind to. That little voice that told him he was stronger than anything he went through. Every child. So maybe this is a story about Halloween and maybe it's not. But whether, whatever it's really about, this is a story that needs to be told and shared. And that is the end of part one. So... I can't even imagine where this story is going. I'm so excited to hear the next part. It's it's an amazing, amazing story. And oh as I'm gosh. reading it, as I'm writing it, as I'm editing it, I'm just thinking what a better human being I can be. You know, I was I have the weirdest thoughts. You're talking about like he gets donations and, and all this stuff, and I thought, where the hell has he put it all? You go on their social media, I'm sure that they have a basement or a garage or something in the back of the Storage house. Storage pod. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. Wow. Very. Wow. That was a good story. So far. All right. So far. All right. Thanks for being here with us, everyone. We love you. Come back next week. Oh, absolutely. Hear there's, the next part of the story. There's so much more to this story that was could could not possibly, and that's the short ver. That's the short portion. That's the shortest portion. It could not possibly have been told in one episode. And to break it up in two would not have been fair. All right. So. In the meantime, we love you. Thanks for being here. Stay mischievous. Have a great week, guys. Bye. Hi, everyone. Hello. Welcome to Murder Mystery. <laughs> Let's try this again. Okay. Hi. Hi. <laughs> this is a blooper reel right here. This is bloopers all the way. Are we ready? Why ask me? I obviously don't know anything. What's going on today? Okay. Yeah, I think maybe yes. Maybe. Yes. Okay. Now, there was no actual murder birthday for today. Oh. So we're just going to. Why did you choose him? Um, maybe this is his. I don't know. Hey, let me pause this shit. Apparently, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I have a question. Yeah. Are you recording for the right podcast? Yeah. Okay. No, I, I trust me, I am. Okay. I am. I'll get there. I just had this thought of, I'm not sure where this is going. Maybe we're on the wrong podcast. No, 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 I know. This is the okay. story of it. Okay, okay, you're good. You're good. Yeah, you didn't know he was a serial killer, that every body has bones from a dead person built into it? You mean every home? Every home. What did I say? Every body. <laughs> oh, I'm always amazing. She is. I read it on a bathroom wall. That's why I know it's true. <laughs> wow. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hold a tune to save my life. She can't hold a tune if you give her a cup to put in. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. We would hear you. Mm. And okay. your your facial muscles would be so freaking toned getting that strawberry up that straw. <laughs> <laughs>
Found another head. I found another head. God damn it! <laughs> did you bring me another sex doll story? Yes, I did. Oh my god, Mary! A percentage off of their, off of their, off of their. What do you call things you sell in a store? The trial began two years later after Christian had been extradited. The trial began two years later after. Christian was extradited. <laughs> put him in a box instead of you. <laughs> Will you stop? You're the one that told me to drink. If you put him in a box. How old are you? You can say no. And ship in first class. All right. <laughs> Let's go back. During the spring of 2009, a grand jury convened for the murder of Jonathan. On March 11th, 2011, Christian was charged with the murder of Jonathan in Los Angeles County, California. Christian was ex. Jonathan was extradited. No, Jonathan was dead. Yes, you're right. Son of a bitch! Oh my god, let's go to the bloopers. Son of a bitch! God damn it! All right, let's try this again. Let's try again. Try again. Let's try this again. Okay. Are we ready? Ready. We here at Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know. Really appreciate the time you spent with us today. Hopefully you learned something unusual today. You can find us on Facebook at Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know or at tmsidntk at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at tmsidntk, which are the initials for the title. Suggestions, ideas, comments, corrections, send them our way. We take them all. If you enjoyed your short stop with us, please feel free to follow the podcast. Leave us a rating and review. That lets us know how we're doing and helps others to find us. This podcast is hosted by a couple of sisters who research, write, and edit their own stories. All other editing and production is done by Mary Swartz. And the original artwork was created by Hannah Green.